Well, hello there, listener. My name is Matthew Renfro, host of The Fro Show, and you're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. But dude, don't forget this weekend we can go play PlayStation VR. Sunday, right? Yeah, it's, they're doing it Friday and Sunday at that Best Buy, and then they're doing it Saturday at the mall. But I think the mall is going to be a show, so... I need to experience this VR stuff. Right? And I, I definitely want to try it before I buy it, because I don't want to plunk $400 down on something that I'm going to like get motion sickness from or something like that. Right, right. I want to see you know, how comfortable the headset is and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. God, that's going to be so cool. The future. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's crazy. I'm going to make so many VR troopers jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do the thing that like they do in the opening where it's like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> I'll be sure to buy a replica VR trooper pendant to wear to bring along. <laughs> oh, please do. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we are VR. You guys had nothing to do with virtual reality. <laughs> That's not how any of this works. <laughs> did I hear an AP? You did maybe, hear it. I did. Maybe you did. <laughs> Do my pre-podcast Ooh. stretch. Here we go. All right. All And now on Ranger Command Power Hour. It's the Ranger Command Power Hour. It's Morphy Time! Ha! Today on the Power Hour, Extra Episode 18, Rangers Talk Battleizers with Patron Kevin. Recorded on June 20th, 2016. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. So I'm a ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47. I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Fan. And I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. This extra episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Today we have a special guest co-host, one of our patrons, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Hello. How's it going? Good, good. Welcome uh, to the show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and Kevin was at a particular perk level where he gets to choose a topic for one of these extra episodes and guest on the show. So today we are going to talk all about Power Ranger Battleizers, which I'm pretty excited about because those most of them are pretty cool. There's some yeah. stinkers in there, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. So before we get into the news and the actual topic, Kevin, I just wanted to ask you, how long have you been a fan of Power Rangers? I have been a fan pretty much since the beginning. I remember when Mighty Morphin came out way back in the day. I was a huge Blue Ranger fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Billy was like my idol when I was a kid. I um, wanted to be just like him. I stayed with it pretty much all the way up until Wild Force and then kind of mm-hmm. fell out a little bit until Forever Red. Because how do you miss Forever Red when you see the commercials <laughs> for that? And then stayed with it pretty much through the Disney era. I think it was right when Disney lost it and it was still up in the air about 
whether mm-hmm. Saban was going to get it back, and that's when I kind of fell out. But then I came back and caught up on Samurai recently and Super Mega Force or Mega Force, unfortunately. And um, <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, and then. Um, Dino Charge has been pretty good so far. I haven't seen any of the Super Dino Charge yet because oh. our stupid cable provider lost Nickelodeon. What? So, yeah, during that whole thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were one of the unlucky ones, so I have to wait till it comes on Netflix, unfortunately. <laughs> it probably won't be for another year at this point. God. Exactly. Like, but from what I hear, I'm not missing much. So. <laughs> no, you're really not. <laughs> As Zach chokes from laughter because of the truth. Yeah, I mean, you know, Graham always said, if you can't say something nice. Right. (laughs) Do you collect any merchandise? Do you collect anything from the show? Not really. I mean, when I was a kid, Mm. of course, I had, like, just about every toy up through season three of Mighty Morphin, every Megazord, every anything I could get my hands on. But now looking back, I wish I had kept some of that, of course. And I'm thinking about starting to collect. Especially now with some of this legacy stuff coming out. Yeah, the legacy stuff is pretty cool. I just got the uh, communicator over Uh, the weekend, and it's pretty nice. I wanted to ask, because I'm always curious about this kind of stuff, how did you find out about the podcast? I'll go through these phases where I'll either check out some of the forums or stuff like that, or, Mm -hmm. you know, I've just been on a podcasting kick here recently, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to see if there are any Power Ranger podcasts out there. I'm sure there has to be at least one. And I came across Ranger Command Power Hour, and I was like, let's give this a shot. And pretty awesome stuff. I've enjoyed everything I've heard so far. Thanks. So uh, you're just kind of going through the backlog at this point? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll catch up on some stuff. So Great. Well, so far on the stuff you listen, do you have any favorite episodes or moments or things that we've talked about on the show? I'm trying to think. I really enjoyed the, uh, even though it has nothing to do with Power Rangers, well, it does in a way, but uh, the VR Trooper interview with uh, uh, Mike Hollander. Yes, I really enjoyed that. And just hearing some of the stuff that you, the Forever Red commentary, like there was some stuff I didn't know about. But now, like, for instance, I didn't know that uh guy that played, um, God, all the names are escaping me. Oh, uh, I, Lost Galaxy. Yeah, Danny Slavin. Yeah, Danny Slavin. Now, looking back at it, I can see, obviously, that's green screen. But, um, <laughs> but, that, but watching it, you know, the first couple of times, I never picked up on it and didn't realize all that was going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, it, it's kind of cool to go back and watch it now, and as you guys were talking about that, realize what was happening. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> and then finally, maybe for people who are either on the fence about supporting us on Patreon or whatever, why did you become a patron? I'm a firm believer in that if you enjoy something, you should support it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, whatever that is, you know, it's like I always purchase music. I always do all that kind of stuff. I try not to used to just download wherever I could get it. But then I realized these people are doing something that they really enjoy. So I should support it the right way. I've always been a firm believer in that. So I was like, you know what? I can do it. Why not? Why not throw a few bucks and help keep this going? Well, we certainly appreciate it. Yeah, yes. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you so much. But right now, let's get into the episode. We only have uh, one piece of news today, and I'm glad I wrote the show notes today. Uh, <laughs> Power Morphicon has added even more guests. This was like the Blue Ranger announcement today. Yeah. So they announced uh, Philip Jean-Marie, who played Max, Blue Wild Force Ranger, Najee Detej, Kevin, the Blue Samurai Ranger, John Mark Loudermilk, Noah the Blue Megaforce Ranger. In addition to them, they also announced 
Elizabeth Fies, who was the stag beetle and octo phantom monster suit actors in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, they also announced Ron Wasserman, who needs no introduction. But if you don't know, he did all the songs for the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And finally, Tsuyoshi Nonaka. He is known for his works in the modern Mazinger series and other famous series like Kamen Rider and Super Sentai. He mainly designs robots and mechanical beings for the series he's worked for. He also created the successful Soul of Chogokin toy line series for adults. On the Bandai side, he's been involved with several Toei and Bandai trademarks, including Metal Hero, Super Sentai, and several animations like Dice and Shin Mazinger. Uh, he joined Bandai Co. Limited, where he became a successful toy maker, recreating several key features of popular TV shows and making them into toys. In 2011, he joined Bandai's Plex International Design as the head of its U.S. division, making toys for several Bandai America properties. So he was the one that designed the Legacy Thunderzord, the Legacy Dragon Dagger, all that stuff. I know at Power Morphicon, he usually has his own table where you can actually purchase art commissions from him, and he'll draw it at the show. Oh, that's awesome. I wanted to do it last Power Morphicon, but I didn't get a chance to. But this year, I definitely want to get a drawing from him. Today's topic is Battleizers. And Kevin, I wanted to ask, why Battleizers as a topic? Well, Battleizers, you know, a lot of times in the show, come they come after the power-up and all that kind of stuff. And I've always enjoyed, especially on the seasons where, you know, it wasn't just like, hey, we can invent another power-up for you guys. It's something usually the Red Ranger has to learn something, or they have to work for it. It's not just something that just magically appears. Well, in some cases, I guess it magically <laughs> appears. But... Uh, <laughs> Cases, maybe technically it magically appears. I don't know. Anyway, but, you know, it's just always kind of cool to me to see that character development and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I've always liked the Battleizers as a concept just because it's something new. It's something that wasn't from Japan. And it's a creative way for Power Rangers to go one step farther than the Sentai. And yeah, some of them are just amazingly cool and others are flops, but at least it's something original that adds to this ever-expanding universe. Going a little bit into it, for those who don't know, a Battleizer is a special armor enhancement given exclusively to Red Power Rangers. Within the continuity, there have been some other color-specific kinds of armor, like Mega Battles, which we'll get into. But the introduction of the Battleizer was an annual tradition, which started in Power Rangers in space as a device that allowed the Rangers to control the Delta Megazord. They are typically attained in episodes specifically dedicated to its introduction and are often used to defeat that episode's villain. However, battleizers are typically shown sporadically in later episodes, and they are used specifically in Power Rangers and are not holdovers from Super Sentai. In the fandom, a lot of people criticize that they are unnecessary, only used to boost merchandise sales, which in one extreme case, a battleizer was made obsolete by the introduction of the Sentai team power-up two episodes later. So the concept of the Battleizer is based on Super Sentai in the form of Battle Tector armor from Dynaman, which was used only by Dyna Black. Then the five Tector armor from Five Man 
the exclusive Mega Tector and Mega Ranger versus Car Ranger, and the XL Tector from Bokanger, which is called the Defender Vest in Operation Overdrive. These were just simple enhancement modes that could be used by all rangers. couple of facts. The name Battleizer is based off Denji Sentai Mega Ranger's counterpart to the very first wrist-worn activator called the Battle Riser. In several Power Ranger finales, the Battleizer armor is destroyed or damaged beyond repair. Despite this, it's very rare that they're actually used to finish off the final foe. Only Trakina from Lost Galaxy and Flurius from Operation Overdrive have the distinct honor of being the final villains that were defeated by a battleizer. The first battleizer was from In Space. It is called the Red Battleized Armor, which creates the Red Battleized Ranger. So the Red Battleized Armor was used by Andros to turn himself into the Red Battleized Ranger in Mission to Secret City. Andros was being held hostage with other citizens, and when he tried to fight back against Vaxacker, which <laughs> every time I see that clip and he goes... Yeah, you're going to get it, Vaxacker. I, I don't know what it is about that monster's name, but it's just, I, it's like cringeworthy to it me. It sounds like it could be absurd, but it's yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he tries to fight Vaxacker. He fails. And as he's laying there about to be defeated, Carlos's little friend, Sylvie. Okay, that's another thing. Carlos likes hanging out with young kids. We established this in a previous episode. Yeah. And it continues in space. Carlos, why don't, you, why don't you take a seat over there? Yeah. <laughs> do, we need, do we need to call Chris Hansen? That's all right. I mean. <laughs> Anywho, Carlos's friend Sylvie presses three on the battleizer device. Andros, now armed with the battleizer, rescued the hostages. However, the Battleizer was easily defeated by both Eclipter and Dark Honda in the season finale. Andros later used the Battleizer to fly to Astronomer's Fortress. Battleizer features a muscular torso armor, winged backpack, which allows him to fly, and a missile launch attack. He's also protected from damage by creating a force field. And to activate, you press button three on the Battleizer device to call the red Battleized Ranger. AP, why were you laughing? I don't know. <laughs> I, just started la- I started laughing as soon as you said a winged backpack. <laughs> I don't know why. Is it because you were picturing the ridiculous muscular armor that this... And a backpack. Yeah, like, I think I can see where AP is coming from on this one, because that is the probably one of the cheesiest armors. Yeah. Because yes. it just look he... He looks like what Bandai of America makes their toys look like. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so weird because it's like that, that molded plastic chest. Yeah. And even the crotch gets enhanced, too. It's like the crotch and the upper thighs. Like, the whole thing is just like this big rubber suit that's attached to the spandex. It's so weird. <laughs> And even when he first act- activates it, he's all like, ah! 
<laughs> Let me tell you something. This Sunday at WrestleMania, I'm going to take the throttle. <laughs> oh my god! So it's I think I think for a battle, it's one of the silliest ones, just on appearance. Yeah, yeah. You can tell they were just like, you know, we gotta look. We're gonna try this new thing, and let's talk to the toy people first. <laughs> and I mean, because that looks like something that I could have put together for my toys when I was a kid. I mean. <laughs> I could have yeah. come up with something better than that. Yeah, it's like you slap a, a extra piece from this figure and then slap another piece from this figure. Yeah. Um, and then why not add a backpack? <laughs> not just any backpack, a winged backpack. Somewhere off in the distance, Buzz Lightyear is just like, he stole my thing! <laughs> oh. <laughs> At that point, I think he had, like, 16-pack abs. Like, yeah. he, he was going for, like, the whole keg at that point. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of the more comical ones, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get you back, Sacker. Okay. <laughs> I just laughed so much, my face, like, actually hurts right now. <laughs> <laughs> So then in Lost Galaxy, we had the Red Armored Ranger. Most generic name ever. Right, yeah. (laughs) The Red Armor is used by Leo Corbett, the Red Galaxy Ranger, to turn him into the Red Armored Power Ranger. In Facing the Past, Leo and Corone travel to a planet to free an old man encased in stone who held the key to restoring Leo's powers that were stolen by Magnatox. Corone's lament from having turned the man into stone when she was astronomer freed him, and he gave Leo the key to return his powers. This restoration resulted in gaining the Battleizer. It was destroyed in the final battle against Trakina in a final point-blank blast that defeated her as well, which is pretty damn cool. It was yeah. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That was a big explosion. The armor was a gray armored torso, gray armored boots, featured target sensors, blasters, and grabbing claws. The activation was two halves of a galactic key, and the call to summon the Battleizer was red Armored Power Ranger, with a lot of pauses in between, I guess. Uh, Red Armored Power Ranger! Admittedly, Lost Galaxy is not one of the series I've actually seen all the way through, but I do know the look of it, and to call it the Red Armor is kind of a misnomer. Yeah, yeah. It, it is pretty gray. Uh, <laughs> but what gets me about this armor is it does have like those grabbing claws and kind of like these mechanical armor-type boots, and it kind of reminds me of the exoskeleton that Ripley uses in Aliens. Yes, that's exactly what it reminds me of. Thank you. 
And I think it's an appropriate homage to Aliens because it's used in a space-based season. Oh, the next one is the Lightspeed Rescue Battleizer, the Trans Armor Cycle, which turns into the Trans Armor Cycle Armor Mode. The Trans Armor Cycle is used by Carter, the Red Lightspeed Ranger, and it serves as both a supplement to the Red Lightspeed Cycle as well as personal armor. It debuted in Web War, where after a series of unsuccessful experiments, it was used as a field test against the monster Arachnor, who had managed to abduct most of the Lightspeed personnel. Interestingly, the Trans Armor Cycle was introduced after the Lightspeed Mega Battlers, used by fellow team members Chad and Joel. The armor is activated through the bike itself, from which the seats and tires become shoulder-mounted tire launchers, and the rest of the bike becoming gauntlet blasters and the body armor. Some of the features include lasers, tire attack, and the ability to block a shot. The activation is Trans Armor Cycle Armor Mode Complete Transformation. I guess this is like a fun fact, but... um, (laughs) It's totally fun. (laughs) It's super fun. Carter had the only battleizer that transformed from a motorcycle vehicle, although it was based on an idea originally created for Power Rangers Lost Galaxy's toy line. Also, Carter's battleizer was the only one used by female rangers, namely Dana, the pink lightspeed ranger, and Kelsey, the yellow lightspeed ranger, to destroy Olympias. And Carter is the red ranger that has used his battleizer the least. He only used it three times in the series. And I, <laughs> I couldn't even name all those times. <laughs> Except Web War. (laughs) (laughs) Trans armor cycle! I remember the Mega Battlers more than I remember Carter's Battleizer. It was kind of ridiculous because it was so top-heavy. It looked like he was going to fall over. (laughs) Because he's he's literally got a bike on his back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a unique idea, and it kind of reminds me of the series Mask, the cartoon series Mask from back in the 80s. They would have vehicles that transform into other vehicles, but... I think a vehicle transforming into armor is kind of cool, but this yeah. looked ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it not making a whole lot of sense to me when I saw it for the first time. How could you even use that in battle? I mean, it's like, <laughs> that's ridiculous. It's like, you're just going to fall over. I mean, all they, needed was a, all they needed was a monster that could breathe really hard, and he was gone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's why they only used it three times. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I don't remember Dana and Kelsey using it, though. Neither do I. I think I kind of remember this. Like, towards that final battle, they used the blasters from his battleizer. Like, they each took one and blasted him with it. Okay. I'll have to go back and watch that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have from Time Force the Battle Warrior armor for the Red Battle Warrior. The Battle Warrior armor is used by Wesley Collins, the Red Time Force Ranger, to turn him into the Red Battle Warrior. In the episode Beware the Night, the Time Force Rangers came face to face with a black. Black Knight, who wanted to open a sealed box that held the Battleizer's power. 
However, only one pure of heart could open it. So when Wes managed to obtain the box from the dragon guarding it, he received the Battleizer and used it to destroy the Black Knight. Using the Battleizer, he was the only one who managed to land any sort of serious hit on Rancic, though he was unable to defeat him. The armor consisted of a medieval golden torso armor, greaves, gauntlet, and helmet, fire design wings, and a battle fire saber, which was a golden sword with a flaming circle finishing move. The activation was a ball of flame, and he was a red battle warrior. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Red Battle Warrior! Eric Myers, the Quantum Ranger, was the first Sixth Ranger to receive a Battleizer-like power-up, most likely due to him being similar to Red Ranger as well. And we will get into that when we talk about like our other Battleizer types. Okay, this that episode, Beware the Night, was honestly one of the weakest Time Force episodes yeah. of the series. Because it, it's not like they even went back in time to medieval times. For whatever reason, there's just a random dragon in the city and this knight. They didn't even really explain it. It was not like, oh, they <laughs> fell through a time hole and they're in modern time. <laughs> or, you know, oh, no, I went back in time and, wow, I'm on this mythical quest. Nope, just dragon, just a black knight on a horse. Yeah. <laughs> it was so weak. I think this armor makes the least amount of sense in terms of the season yeah. theme. Didn't to it me, start out like with, with him in yeah. a dream or something? Isn't that where that started? Didn't uh, Wes have like some kind of dream and then like he actually, the Black Knight actually showed up? I feel like they used that trope or something to Which try to make it make lame. some kind of sense. It's I know. And, yeah. and you know, the whole series throughout all of Time Force, you know, they're talking about time holes and, you know, going back in time. And it would have made more sense if it was like something that they sent from the future for him to use. Oh, yeah. you know, we created this new technology. It's going to be really cool. And we're going to send it through one of the Zords. And there you go. Because that's actually what happened with Eric's armor. It was from the Quantosaurus Rex. It was mm. like a technological thing that his power was able to provide. This was just crap. <laughs> I think it would have been better if he, I think it would have been better if he actually went back in time and got it. Like this was an ancient powerful Arthurian Merlin based type of power or something. But nope, it's like, here's my dream ball of flame, and now I'm a space knight. You are really fired up about that, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Like... (laughs) I'm I'm with you on that, Eric. What did the battleizer do to you, Eric? Uh, It touched me in the no-no place. Um, (laughs) Oh, 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 God. Um, Moving on... Please, swiftly. (laughs) Moving on to Wild Force, we have the Animarium armor, 
which creates the Red Savage Warrior. So the Animarium armor is used by Cole Evans, the Red Lion Ranger. Uh, when armored, Cole is known as the Red Savage Warrior. The Animarium armor was obtained in the episode The Wings of Animaria, which Cole defended Turtle Cove against the Orgs, while the other four rangers were trapped in a collective dream controlled by Animus, only able to free themselves if they could solve a puzzle. When the puzzle was solved, Cole obtained the Animarium armor and the Falcon Summoner, which was used to summon the Red Falcon Zord. The Falcon Zord and the Animarium armor shared a very similar design. After defeating Super Nazor with the Falcon Summoner, Cole faced Toxica and Jindrax. With the Animarium buckle, he called upon the Falcon's power to endow himself with the Animarium armor, which transformed him into the Red Savage Warrior. As the Red Savage Warrior, Cole can fly, fold his wings over to form a Falcon shield, and shoot energy blasts. It also comes with a crystal saber. He's got armor on his hands, and it features a red gem in the center of the armor. The activation is the Animarium buckle and Falcon Summoner saying, Animarium armor, Red Savage Warrior, power up. I actually really like the intro to this, that first fight, because he's like falling from a great height and he's like, oh no, what do I do? And then like the buckle shines or something and he flips it over and transforms. And when he has those wings, he like swoops in and does a pretty cool attack. So I think that it was a, it was definitely a cool intro for that armor. Yeah. I'm a fan of winged like armor power ups. All the winged ones look really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just going to say, I remember I was not a huge fan of Wild Force, mm-hmm. but this episode and the finale were like the two episodes that I really enjoyed. Yeah, those are pretty solid. And it seems like wings are a pretty consistent theme with most of the battleizers or yeah. some kind of flight mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Ninja Storm, we had the tri battleized armor. The battleizer had a ground mode and a flight mode. So the tri battleized armor is used by Shane the Red Wind Ranger. In Shane's karma, Shane encountered an alien being named Skyla, who he saved when he was younger. Skyla insisted that she give Shane something in return for his deed. The battleizer he received resulted in the defeat of Vexicus. So in the ground mode, it has a torso armor with the hawk symbol, complete arm and leg armor, increased power and speed, and the activation was the lightning morpher, which you called out battleizer mode and did the thing. Battleizer mode! Engage! <laughs>
actually had the Battleizer more for, for that season. Oh, nice. It was just at the end of Ninja Storm, right before the Dino Thunder merchandise was in stores. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that looks neat. I want to get that. Because I thought it was just the Morpher. And then I realized it was the Battleizer Morpher. And I was like, oh, well, it's the Morpher now, too. <laughs> <laughs> it also had a flight mode. The ability of super flying speed with the Hawk symbol, a sword and bracer. And the finishing move is called Ultra Laser, an energy blast that is shot from an energy-formed Hawk. And the activation was Battleizer Flight Mode. Going back to your point on, like, the Morphers, especially in the Disney seasons, the Battleizer Morphers as a toy were either a repaint of the main Morpher or the Sixth Rangers Morpher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they even used that in the show, like, in SPD. It was basically just Omega's Morpher colored red, and, you know, it shot out of Rick's butt. And... <laughs> 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 but, but we'll get into that. But what did you guys think of the Ninja Storm Batwizer? I thought this was a pretty cool one, uh, especially because this is one of those ones, like I was talking about earlier, you know, Shane kind of had to work for this one. Yeah. Because uh, mm-hmm. I remember it was Tori's birthday or whatever, and the, they actually got a break, but Shane couldn't. He had to mm-hmm. go off and find his destiny or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really enjoyed this one. I like that they tied it in, you know, in a season that's about ninjas. They also bring a little bit of that, what was in Mighty Morphin and all the other older seasons where, you know, it's just a random alien being. It kind of cements that bigger universe in Power Rangers continuity. Well, yeah, I mean, Ninja Storm, the bad guys were from space and they had a spaceship and all that. But still, it's always cool to see the Power Rangers universe expand by having like, other aliens in it, which SPD kind of pulled off that where in the future we all kind of come together with these aliens. But I think it's cool to tie an alien power or artifact to a battleizer. Mm-hmm. Next one is the Dino Thunder, which was the Triassic Battleizer. The Triassic Battleizer is used by Connor, the Red Tyranno slash Triassic Ranger. In the episode The Passion of Connor, Connor was doubting his abilities as a ranger until Tommy encouraged him to break free from such negative thoughts. His newly gained confidence resulted in him activating his battleizer with only his sheer willpower. Because Connor. (laughs) (laughs) It featured torso armor with mesodon bracers and shin armor, super stretch arms and legs, two cannons that serve as a finishing move called Battle Blast. The activation was the mesodon plate on his chest summons the golden-colored Triassic Morpher, granted to Connor in Triassic form. And then the call is Battleizer, Energize, Fire Kick, Super Firepower. (laughs) Uh, Connor used his Battleizer the most at an impressive eight times. More like an annoying eight times.
So I remember the passion of Connor because that introduced us to the actress who would later play Claire and Mystic Force and Antonia Preble. Yeah. yeah. I remember because he was like trying to get on a date with her. Yeah, well, she's like, <laughs> yeah, she got kidnapped by the monster, and then he's just like, Wah! and you know, he does the he does the Andro screaming thing, and and gets his power. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if there's one thing I've learned from anime, Sentai, some episodes of the Power Rangers, <laughs> if you just scream hard enough, you will get some kind of new power. Yeah. <laughs> God. This one. This one was so stupid, though. I hated those stretch arms and legs. Oh, my gosh. It is my guilty pleasure armor. I think it's so goofy that it's endearing. Oh, my God. I love how goofy it is. It's just, (laughs) go, go, gadget arms. Dragon yo-yo. Yes! Yes! (laughs) Really? Oh, my God. I love it all. It's so Cheesy and stupid and goofy. Oh I love it. I remember that first fight with the Battleizer when he's saving his <laughs> girlfriend that doesn't want to be his girlfriend. He <laughs> pulled out all the stops on that fight. Like, you saw those arms, like, super stretch and super kick all over the place. It was super annoying. Yeah. I just thought it looked ridiculous. <laughs> but, hey, to each their own. I did like the coloring on this. You put blue and gold and red together. It's always a winning combination. Yeah. But now that I think about it, though, this does seem like a power-up that an immature high schooler would come up with through his <laughs> share. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand this one. I was like, can't we just stop at the Triassic Ranger? That one is actually cool. Can, can we just stop? I mean, and, this kind of really need more. That's the thing. A lot of people, when when this series was airing, because I was on, I was fully on Ranger Board at that point. Yeah. A lot of people were like, "Okay, so they get he gets Super Dynamode, he gets Triassic Ranger, and now he gets the Battleizer." So that's why, like, everyone was saying that he was just so super powered for no reason, and that he didn't mm-hmm. deserve it. If you need that many power ups, hand in your Morpher, please. <laughs> it's obvious you're not getting the job done anyway. Because also, like, the theme of the episode was, like, the third or fourth one where he was doubting being a Power Ranger. Like, yeah, yeah. It's this late in the season, and you're still not sure if you want to be a Power Ranger? It's kind of a little late for that. If yeah. Dino Gems choose who they belong to, that red Dino Gem needs to do some soul-searching. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Pick better next time. <laughs> I do think it's kind of funny that the episode title even sucks because it yes. misspells his name. Oh my god, it does. That's great. No, <laughs> in, in the actual episode, it's misspelled. It's That's the OR. Freaking hysterical. <laughs> yeah. I mean, doesn't that say it all right there? I mean, come on. Yeah. Who yeah. is this Connor, and why does he have passion? I, yeah. I just, I, I love the fact that, like, I know what they're trying to get. They're trying to make it like a play off the Passion of Christ, which, right. oh my uh, God, really? Which, which is yeah. a little heavy for a kids show about yeah. superheroes that can it's, stretch their limbs. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if if it's a joke that. Even the writers misspelled it. It went through all that editing, and they're like, because Connor makes it a point to say it's Connor with an ER. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I think it's funny. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right, we ready for the next one? Yes. Yep.
All right. Battle thong. <laughs> oh my god. Uh. <laughs> All right. SPD, the SPD Battleizer, which had two modes, SPD Battleizer Cyber Mode and Battleizer Sonic Mode. The SPD Battleizer was designed by Cat Manx, based off the technology of the Omega Morpher, and can only be used by the Red Ranger. They made a really big point of saying that, too. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I, uh, Cat installed the Battleizer technology into Rick's system. It was first used by Jack Landers and then by Sky Tate. Jack originally tested it out, succeeding in destroying Slate and his clones. Jack let Sky use it to avenge his father by defeating Mirlock. The two different modes. The Cyber Mode, or as some people refer to it, the Battle Thong. Uh, <laughs> to activate, the Red Ranger says SPD Battleizer. Rick comes running, giving Red the Magnum Morpher. The Red Ranger catches the Morpher in a stance, presses the red button while saying Cyber Mode activate, gaining an energy sword, metallic gauntlets, and metallic greaves. The battleizer increases the Red Ranger's powers and agility. The sonic mode. Rick is used as armor, torso and shins, jetpack, siren blasters. To activate, the Red Ranger must put his sword away. No sword for you. Then he breaks, <laughs> them. <laughs> then he breaks some hand moves and says, battleizer, sonic mode. The Red Ranger runs with Rick. The energy sword disappears, then they fly in midair. Rick transforms into battleizer armor and attaches to the Red Ranger. The Red Ranger gains foot armor, Rick's outer body turns into armor, and Rick's head and spine become a sword. That's really weird when it's put into words like that. (laughs) (laughs) The Red Ranger then says, Battleizer, mode 2, complete. Sonic mode comes with its own finishing move. The sword becomes a flaming sword. Then the Red Ranger flies up in the air and releases four streaks of fire from the sword, with the last one destroying the enemy or enemies. The finishing move can also be used to capture an enemy or enemies in a containment card. SPD Battleizer! Okay, I love SPD. I love SPD so much, but that stupid battle thong. (laughs) I love Sonic Mode. I think Sonic Mode looks... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but Cyber Mode on its own was a joke. And I remember the debut episode because it was with Morgana. She was fine with Slate, and it was in that junkyard or whatever. And he first uses Cyber Mode, and there was a distinct shot, like, up-looking shot right into the battle crotch. Yeah. Battle yeah. And it was just like the the oddest placement. I'm like, okay, we get it. You know, he, he can't get kicked in the nuts now. Like, <laughs> not that that's, that's ever been a problem for a Power Ranger. But I think Cyber Mode is trash, but Sonic Mode is pretty amazing. And yeah. I have the regular Battleizer toy for that, 
but they also did a metallic chrome version nice. uh, of that. <laughs> and the Battleizer, they also made two other toys, which gave Shadow Ranger the same Battleizer and Omega Ranger the Battleizer. And I have both of those because they look freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't this the one that they liked it so much they brought it over to the Sentai? Indeed, AP, and we will talk about that shortly. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was going to bring that up too, and I, I scrolled like, down in the so show notes. <laughs> I just like, don't know how I know that. So I Have I talked it. about it before? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, Maybe I have. I don't, I, don't know. Know. I don't know. I don't know. No? I don't know. But we're just getting higher and higher now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, the, the episode it was introduced, they made that heavy hit, like you were saying, Kevin, where it was just like... Yeah. Okay, we get it. It's the Red Ranger. Only he can use it. I mean, Sky, yeah. Sky got in a tiff about it. He was like, only the Red Ranger can use me. Yeah. And it's like, okay, dude, chill out. You get to use it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Mystic Force, Red Dragon Fire Ranger. So the Red Dragon Fire Ranger is the battleized form of Nick, the Red Mystic Force Ranger. In The Hunter, when Nick was facing Oculus to get his friends back, Fireheart came to his aid and the two merged together. The Red Dragon Fire Ranger includes samurai-like body armor, wings, two handheld club-like weapons, one in red with a dragon's head, and one in blue that can cast spells blast fire and energy bolts and that returns to him when thrown like a boomerang it can fly even when wingless so there's great acrobatic feats that can be accomplished with this armor to activate he uses the fierce dragon morpher a device that looks similar to the solar cell morpher and the call is red dragon fire ranger Hands down, this is my absolute favorite battleizer of all time. Mine too. It's pretty slick looking. Yeah. Again, yeah. You get that red, that blue, that gold that you were talking about earlier. Yep. And just, it, oh, it looks good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and the blue here is like it's really like a cool like metallic blue, and there's just enough of it and. It does take some design cues from their power-up, the yeah. Legend Warrior, but I do like the changes they made to it because 
even the the location where this fight debuted, it was in some mystical forest realm, and you could see the castle in the background, and there was all the pieces of the castle laying around from that mystic war that's teased in the opening. It was a cool setting. It was an awesome fight. Lots of wire foo. I loved his double-handed staff weapons. Mm-hmm. It was so cool, because mm-hmm. I remember in the fight, he used one of them as like a charge prod stick and got one of those yeah. enemies and just the guy flew back like 40 feet and exploded it's a super cool looking battleizer and i've mm-hmm. got the toy for that one too and even the toy is really awesome mm-hmm. you can even take the wings off they pop right off they're actually on like swivel joints so you can p- position mm-hmm. the wings in like any way that you want it's cool. it's a cool toy it's a cool battleizer it's my favorite I remember that one shot when they were using it where he, like, jumps up or something and you can tell that the costume is actually broken because, like, the wing is, like, hanging off all over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember that. I remember that. That's, like, all that, that. I re- that's all that I remember about this battle. <laughs> <laughs> is that, like, one shot with the broken wing? <laughs> it is a cool battle, though. It, no, it, and it, it lasts it, for... yeah. It lasts for a long time, too. Which... Yeah, I remember them saying, I've read something like right after this debut, that the staff weapons that he uses are actually taken from some form of martial arts. I can't remember what it is. I think it's a, a scrima. I think yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, a scrima, yeah. Yeah, that sounds familiar. But I, I remember thinking that that was really cool that they were starting to incorporate. That's one of the things that's always stayed consistent throughout the show. The homage that they paid to the different martial arts Mm -hmm. it was just so cool because it it was like a unique weapon and i i really like how he used them at one point it was almost like he was using them like drumsticks against some of the enemies so it it was pretty sweet operation overdrive we had the red sentinel ranger the red sentinel ranger is the battleized form and combination of mac hartford the red operation overdrive ranger and the sentinel knight not the solaris knight (laughs) <laughs> as we as calling, Chris learned last episode. back to the bloopers from last episode. In Things Not Said, Rose designed this new super weapon not designed for humans. She combined the power of the Sentinel Sword with some new robotics she designed to enhance the Zords. Mac is able to use this battleizer due to him being an android. Spoilers. <laughs> so the armor featured torso armor with the Sentinel Knight even being able to talk via the chest plate, which is just super creepy. It was weird. Two swords stored on the back of the armor and can fire large energy blasts with ease. The super move involves jumping in the air and slashing multiple times, creating the Operation Overdrive symbol under the enemy. And then the symbol explodes along with the enemy. (laughs) The finishing move involves trapping the enemy in a giant tornado, jumping in and then cross-slashing them and landing back on the ground. Mac only used the super and finishing move together in Crown and Punishment during the battle with Flurious. So the activation call is Mac holds up the Sentinel Sword and says, Red Sentinel Ranger, activate. In the transformation scene, Mac presses the Sentinel Morpher, despite having a Morpher on his wrist before. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> I, I, I didn't watch Operation Overdrive, so this is all new to me. Uh, and throws the sword. The sword transforms into night mode, breaks apart, and attaches all of its parts onto Mac. So basically, Sentinel Knight explodes. Yeah. And, and like, forms around and reforms him. around Mac. Which, I mean, it's, it's taking a cue from Fireheart and the Mystic Force Battleizer, but the fact that Sentinel Knight is still able to talk when he's yeah. part of the armor, he's like, yeah, we gotta defeat him, or whatever. It vaguely reminds <laughs> me of Kamen Rider Zeronos. 
when Deneb forms armor for... Uh, actually, it's Vega mode is what it's called. But Deneb merges with... Uh, I can't think of the character's name. But, like, his face is the chest armor. And, like, he oh, says, like... Deno, right? Yeah, yeah, from Deno. And he's like, hey, don't look at... Just because there's a face on my chest doesn't mean that that's where my face is. Red Sentinel Ranger! I didn't like how it was used in the show, but I also have the toy for this one. And the toy is actually pretty well made. It's cool because the armor can separate and he comes off the ranger. But yeah, it's in the show. I just think the CGI was just really terrible for this one. (laughs) And they used the CGI a lot. They used the actual suit for some close-up shots and for some establishing shots. And the fights with this one go pretty fast. So the majority of it is just like this CGI mess of him like jumping in the air and doing the slashing thing. Anything in Operation Overdrive, it just looks bad. Yeah. yeah, I remember thinking that I liked Operation Overdrive, but then after hearing this description, I'm like, wait a minute, that was actually a terrible series. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from some of the cool morphs they were able to do because of the, those morphers, yeah, that was a yeah. pretty terrible season, looking back on it now. <laughs> I hate that Overdrive just took a crap on such a great Sentai. Jungle Fury did not have a battleizer as the funding that would usually have gone towards a battleizer instead created the Spirit Rangers. The Strike Rider is considered a vehicle upgrade. The functionality of the Strike Rider as a Red Ranger finisher is, however, parallel to that of a battleizer's. I included it on the list because, I mean, he still has this armor mode, and yeah, it's used with a bike. It's kind of up in the air if it's really a battleizer or not. They don't call it one in the show, but he still gets armor. Yeah. That's exclusive yeah. to the Red Ranger. It's Schrodinger's battleizer. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, we got the Spirit Ranger, so I'm, I'm happy that That he- is a much better use of funding. Yeah. Is, uh, the Spirit Rangers were awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Super Samurai. Oh my god, Super Samurai. Um, Shogun <laughs> Mode. Yeah. Alright, Super Samurai, Shogun Mode, Power of the Ancestors, Shogun Mode, named after the Grand Shogun and alternatively dubbed Power of the Ancestors, appeared in the Super Samurai episode, The Bullzord. The Shogun Mode is an indication that the Rangers have attained the highest mastery of their symbol power. In the case of the Red Ranger, the kanji on the crown by where the kanji on the helmet represent the symbol for flame while it grants a lot of power during use it also requires a lot of power to activate because of this its primary activation is through the shogun buckle which only appears in the super or shark attack mega modes while all the rangers gained access to the shogun mode only three of them used it in the series shogun mode saw the most usage in the megazord cockpits black box boosted mega modes provided ample power to activate it and in turn its use made 
made the generally symbol power heavy Megazord finishers a non-issue. In a more traditional battleizer fashion, it was used on ground by the Red Ranger in Samurai Forever to end Master Zandrid's first life. The finishing move is called Shogun's Strike. Traditional samurai-like armoring, huge shoulder pads in the shape of the symbol Ko, which means armor, and another Ko symbol adorns the torso. A crest on top of the helmets in the form of the ranger's elemental samurai symbol. Silver trims on helmet turn into gold for the red ranger only. And only one ranger can be in shogun mode at a time and it can create the shogun spear. The activation is inside the cockpit, inserting the shogun disc into the shogun buckle. Shogun mode, power of the ancestors is what they would call out. Outside the cockpit, placing the Shogun disc on the spin sword while just having activated the Sheba of Fire disc and then spinning it, calling out Shogun mode, power of the ancestors. The spin sword transforms into a Mega Blade. While Plex had Shogun mode designs for all six Rangers, only the core five had parts made for the TV show, and only three of them actually used it in the cockpit. The rest of the Shogun suits were used only by the ancestors, as shown in reference in archived morph footage. Due to Samurai's close adaptation of Shinkinger, it was used strictly for finishers. Additionally, the Gold Ranger show suit was never manufactured, and he remains a toy exclusive because of it. Shogun mode! It's the end of the line for you. Shogun mode! Yeah, I really like the design of this one. I yeah. I love that it, it they really took the samurai theme and had that amazing Japanese shogun armor. It was incredible, and it's such a shame that it was only used in the Megazords except that one time. Because <laughs> that finale, when he did that spin shot and they did that move that spun around him and he transformed into it, it looks so amazing. Yeah. I think that's one of the few amazing things that Super Samurai did, to be <laughs> honest. When Power Morphicon that year in 2012, their exclusive was the red metallic shark armor and like a red metallic mooger. Well, it also included a book and it showed all of Tsuyoshi Nonaka's designs when he was creating this armor for Bandai America and for the show. He took all those like really cool Japanese influences, the kanji for armor being part of the actual armor. It's just such a well-designed suit. It's just sad that it was only used once outside the cockpit. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't they make a big deal about that, too, that it could only be used inside the Megazord? I feel like they drove that home about a million times. Just like they did when Kendall and Dino Supercharged, he's like, yeah, you can only use this inside the cockpit. It's such a cop-out to me. You know, if you're <laughs> filming new footage, new fight footage anyway, just bust yeah. out the Battleizer. Why not? Yep. Next, we have Super Mega Force, uh, which is Super Mega Force Silver's Gold Mode. It wasn't actually called Gold Mode in the show, but we got to name it something. So, Super Mega Force Gold is Orion's enhanced form, his personalized battleizer. It is from this form that he gains the strength of the Power of Six, 
from the six rangers of the past. He transforms with the aid of the gold anchor key fused from 15 sixth ranger keys. After Orion somehow fused the keys of RPM, Ranger Silver, and Ranger Gold, Jake would later suggest that he do the same with all 15 Sixth Ranger keys. After Orion pleaded for it, all 15 Sixth Rangers banded together to form the Super Mega Force Gold Key, a key shaped like an anchor with the official 15 Sixth Ranger faces on it. Orion normally uses his Ranger keys by placing them inside his legendary Silver Morpher and then scanning them, but the Gold Key is instead inserted into a slot in the bottom of the Morpher. When activated, the armor forms similar to the key around his chest, and the spikes of the anchor serve as thigh armor. His helmet is then pushed down, and the Super Silver Spear changes into anchor mode. In this form, he gains an increase in both speed and strength, and is able to use a third variant of his Super Maker Final Strike, the legendary Final Strike. Awesome in Gokaiger, but <laughs> utterly wasted, like everything. I was just going to say, just like everything else about Super Mega Force, it was awesome in Gokaiger and terribly wasted when it came over. Yeah. And the fact that, yeah, even though it was used in Gokaiger, the Red Ranger was able to use it. That footage was never used for Super Mega Force. Mm-hmm. I just like the story of the Sentai origination versus the American origination of the Bad Lies, whereas in America it was just like, hey, you fuse those keys together, try doing it with the other ones. But in <laughs> Go Catcher, Guy gets hit by a truck and is like yep. laying near dead, and all the other Sixth Rangers are like, eh, it happens. It's kind of what the deal is. If you're a Sixth Ranger, you'd basically almost die at some point. Now you're ready to use the true power of the Sixth Ranger. What kind of deal is that? I, I, I've never seen any of Gokaiger, so like that that makes that little vision he has right before that it happens make a lot more sense to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean that's a lot better instead of Jake just being like, "Hey, throw them all together." I mean, <laughs> I might would believe it a little better if Noah, you know, the brains of the operation had had said that, but it's Jake. Yeah, I mean it's almost like Jake kicked a soccer ball and just like knocked all the keys over into on the floor and they all fuse together. (laughs) (laughs) I highly recommend Gokaiju. It's one of my favorite Sentai series. Yeah. So with Dino Supercharge, we have the T-Rex Supercharge Red Ranger. By using the T-Rex Supercharger in the T-Rex Supercharge Blaster, Tyler can access T-Rex Supercharge mode. This form turns Red Ranger into essentially a man-sized version of the Dino Charge Megazord. It's true. Um, or T-Rex <laughs> Zord serves as the base with its face appearing in the middle of his chest. T-Rex Supercharged Red Ranger is the first and currently only battleizer to not be a PR exclusive, but rather adapted from Kyoryuger like any other form. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I could have swore there was another one, but okay. Nope. Uh, the T-Rex Supercharge armor is comprised of a T-Rex Zord armor design. It offers enhanced strength and power, the T-Rex Supercharge Blaster, and mastery over all other Dino Charge Zords. To activate, Tyler throws the T-Rex Supercharger into the air for the T-Rex Zord, causing it to miniaturize into a handheld blaster, or mini-Rexy. Tyler closes the jaw of the blaster and shoots the blast into the air, and the blast envelops over him. The T-Rex Supercharge Blast fires a beam of energy from the T-Rex Supercharge Blaster. Which he will tell you 80 times in the show. Yep. 
T-Rex Supercharge Kick is a side kick accompanied by energy released from the legs, allowing for increased range and power in his kicks. There's the T-Rex Supercharge Chomp, which fires a holographic version of the T-Rex sword from the center armor piece to attack the opponent. There's the T-Rex Supercharge Morph Blast Final Strike. By attaching the Dino Charge Morpher to the back of the Supercharge Blaster, Red Ranger can fire a highly concentrated blast of energy at the opponent. For Tyler to use the T-Rex Super Change Forms, he needs to tap the silver button on the left side of the blaster, making it announce T-Rex Supercharge X Formation, which is, you know, a combination of the Zords. He then inserts two Dino Chargers that make up any of the Dino Charge Megazord's many formations, and follows it with inserting a T-Rex Charger. Once that's done, Tyler yells activate, and the blaster fires Dino Charge Zord head manifestations of the first two Dino Chargers he previously inserted. So the forms we have seen so far are Tristego Formation, Pararaptor Formation, Triankylo Formation, and Ankylopachy Formation. I really love this form. It's called Carnival in Kiruger, but what I don't like in Dino Supercharge is that he announces every attack multiple <laughs> times during the fight and never shuts up. <laughs> and it's like, just do it, dude. Like, just just do the thing and be done with it. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen this one yet cause since I haven't seen any Super Dino Charge, and I, had to, I just had to Google it, and I'm really not sure how I feel about this. I need to see it <laughs> in action. <laughs> I think in action it's a lot better. Yeah, Yeah, because yeah. just the still image here, it's all kinds of weird to me. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely need to see it in action. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Because yeah. uh, in Kiruger, it's called Carnival, and I he basically, why. yeah, he basically <laughs> dances around with that armor. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> so those are all the battleizers, but we have some other ones to mention, like the Mega Battle Armor. The Mega Battles are typically reserved for battleizer like power ups that are not given to the Red Ranger, but instead can be used for other Rangers. There's the Lightspeed Mega Battle Armors, which originated the term Mega Battle. Sometimes they were called simply the Mega Battles or the Mighty Mega Battles, which were created by Angela and Clark Fairweather. Uh, They were activated by dialing 861 on the Battle Booster. Blue Lightspeed Mega Battle Armor included a water-slash-ice cannon, which can either spray or freeze adversaries. The Green Lightspeed Mega Battle Armor uses dual power cutter saws, which can cut through thick metallic objects and can open up to create a wind blast, kind of like a turbine. Mega Twice. Yeah. 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 
I love the Mega Battles. Yeah. I, I love them too. Yeah, they're pretty fun. I think that is one of the coolest transformation sequences too, because they use like that rotoscoping, and you see it like form with the like the green wireframe, and then it just all like kind of clicks into place. For whatever reason, I just think that is an amazing transformation sequence. It looks really cool. I feel like these were some of the ones that made the most sense in the given series because it just kind of made sense of what they were having to do because needing those dual saws when cut people out of cars and stuff like that, it was kind of cool seeing that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's very thematically appropriate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Mega Battles were great. I think Carter should have got a Mega Battle fire rescue theme instead of that stupid bike. Yeah. (laughs) In fact, I think all of them should have got Mega Battles. That should have been the team power-up. Yeah. And then finally, we have the Mega Battle Armor from Time Force. The Quantum Mega Battle Armor, sometimes referred to as Quantum Ranger Mega Battle Mode, was featured in Time Force, used by Eric. Alex secretly informed Eric of the Mega Battle's existence. The power is blasted from the Q-Rex and lands on the Quantum Ranger and causes the armor to form when summoned through the Quantum Morpher. It is believed that the Mega Battle armor was always part of the Quantum Ranger's arsenal. It features torso armor, a helmet visor, oversized rollerblades, <laughs> uh, wings capable of flight, as well as a detachment to use as blasters or blades, and an energy sword finishing attack that can even defeat giant mutants. The activation is the push of the Quantum Morphers buns. Mega Battle activate, battle ready. Mega Battle, activate! Yeah, the rollerblades are freaking weird. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because even in the opening for this, you see him, there's like a slow-mo shot of him basically roller skating. And it's like, that doesn't look cool or powerful. It just looks weird. Yeah. I like parts of it, but the rollerblades totally take you out of it. It's like, wow, a Power Ranger on rollerblades. 
Right. Finally, just to mention, yes, there are Battleizers in Super Sentai. Battleizer armor from Power Rangers was not featured in Super Sentai until 2005 when the SPD Battleizer was used by Bon Decared in the team-up special Maji Ranger vs. Decaranger. In the special, it is called Decared Battleizer Mode. Bon confirms it to be Fire Squad armor confirming that the SPD Battleizer is the rumored deck of fire that was going about in internet rumors at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the transformation is really different from the SPD version. Bond summons K-9 Murphy and then uses the SP license and says Battleizer mode on. Murphy separates and attaches to Bond, meaning it only has a sonic mode. The finisher <laughs> is also different from the attack that Jack uses. Instead of a sword, it's actually called a fire drive, and it's used basically as a rifle. We are now moving on to our Ranger Nation answer segment, where we asked... What is your favorite Battleizer and why? Or your least favorite? Or both? (laughs) (laughs) On Twitter, at Sentai5 said, My favorite, SPD Sonic Mode and Operation Overdrive. Both were beautifully designed. His least favorite is in space. Joshua Perry at Rider Ranger 335 says he loves the Sentinel Ranger from Operation Overdrive, and he really likes the design of the red and Sentinel Knight suits together. Alistair McDowell at Alistair McDowell 1 said all of them. Most of them looked like something a demented five-year-old put together with a Meccano set. <laughs> I preferred power-up modes like Legendary Mode or Super Samurai, personally. They looked like you could fight in them, not bulky. Din Obi-Wan Kenobi at Din O underscore Toku Nation says, Favorite is Lightspeed Trans Armor. Love the vehicle mode bonus. Worst, Dino Thunder. Totally superfluous form. <sighs> this is just further proof that Denno and I are mirror universe opposites. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard. Like, everything I love, he hates. Everything he hates, I love. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Uh, yeah, when when I saw that comment today, and then I heard you earlier in the episode say that you love it, I'm like, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, John at Tyranno John said, favorite in space, first time muscles were show accurate to the point. <laughs> uh, least, I guess, Operation Overdrive. I still like the way Overdrive's looks overall, though. So I guess you're saying least just because it's Operation Overdrive. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Vince Ariola at Bryce Packard said, worst Dino Thunder. Oh, come on. <laughs> Dragon Yo-Yo in Super Stretch reminds me of a picture of the wacky, waving, inflatable tube man. <laughs> Everyone hates on it. I just think it's so goofy. It's charming. Okay, anyway, I'm going to stop now. His favorite is uh, Mystic Force. It has something different and more mobile. And I thought he was throwing spoons at first, so it's a win. <laughs> Man, leave, leave it to Vince to always make a funny comment. I yes. saw his comments earlier today, and I was just, I, I was laughing. It's yes. great. But yeah, he, he literally posted a picture on Twitter of the inflatable tube man. It, it was hilarious. <laughs> Tyler Brozetsky at Tucson PR Zealot said, Favorite Red Savage Warrior from Wild Force has cool-looking wings, and that crystal chest is badass. Least favorite would be the Red Armored Ranger from Lost Galaxy. Oversized hydraulic boots, side claws, and a jet pack. Ugly. 
<laughs> JD Jones at Jeremy J on air says fave would be Lost Galaxy because I love its story elements for Astronomer and the season finale's final battle for Leo. Least would be the Dino Thunder because it seemed unnecessary after introducing the Triassic Ranger powers, which I loved. <laughs> You're gonna have to deal with it, Zach. Uh, You're in the minority. I <laughs> know. Uh, Big Mike at Big Mike eight one oh nine said fave Mystic Force, least lightspeed rescue. This person's my new favorite person. Jarkus Knight at the real Jarkus says favorite battleizer, Dino Thunder, because yo yo finisher. <laughs> Least favorite trans armor cycle because it barely got used. At time Crimson said Sentinel Ranger. They really made an awesome design on that one. Worst Lost Galaxy. It looked clunky and didn't fit well. Snappy at Snappy Dude says, I really like Ninja Storm and Mystic Force. At Jambalaya twenty three said favorite Ninja Storm. Least favorite, Dino Thunder. Uh, <laughs> Luke Early at Undead Number 9 says, I don't really have a least fave, so I'll do two favorites. The OG Battleizer from In Space, because it looks just like a toy, and it's just badass. <laughs> Super Mega Force Silver Gold Mode. All the Sixth Ranger helmets on the armor looks great, and it just happens to look like Magnamon's armor from Digimon Season 2. And he included a picture, like a side-by-side of them. It really does look like that armor. <laughs> I'm going to open that picture now, because I kind of yeah. want to see it. I kind of remember Magnamon. But, oh, yeah, dude, totally. That's... <laughs> nice. Yeah, like... The side of thigh armor, right? yeah, yeah, it's true. RJ Sills, Uchihabara 77 at Anime Redneck 96. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Favorite, Dino Thunder. That yeah. episode was pretty good. Least, Samurai, only because it was never used outside the Megazord. Except the one time in the finale, but whatever. Yeah, that, that doesn't really count. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really doesn't, which is sad. <laughs> Pippa at JK Pippa says, favorite, Andros's. Least favorite, Eric's by far. Game on Julie at Sentai Juliana said, favorite, Mystic Force. He merged with a <laughs> dragon. <laughs> quantum. He's not a red. It has rollerblades. I hate Quantum. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, let's not go nuts. Let's, let's, yeah, let's not go nuts here. <laughs> Daniel Shivone at Shadow the Pika says, Trans Armor Cycle, nostalgic for me as a kid. Cool toy. Samurai Shogun, overall best looking, slash may, may not be battleizer. SPD, best looking, confirmed battleizer. Least favorite, Dino <laughs> Thunder. It looks atrocious and functions... <laughs> Very stupid. Well, you know what? <laughs> I just catching on the Dino Thunder Battleizer. It's awesome. I just, I, this is not planned, but I like that you're getting all the. You're, you have to read all the Dino Thunder. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Zach. Don't cry. EB at EB underscore twit said, favorite red dragon fire ranger. Design was amazing. Weapons were effective. Also, dragon wings. Least fave red armored ranger. It was clunky, oversized, and honestly did nothing but the finishing attack. Solomon D at Solomon underscore D says, my fave is Mystic Force because I love the overall design aesthetic. In Space's suit is an eyesore that I've never liked. <laughs> <laughs> Josh at Talking Tanuki said, I don't know what's my most or least favorites. I just know that I miss them. 
Engine Carrygator at Carry Clan says, I loved the Ninja Storm, Dino Thunder, and Mystic Force ones. You're my favorite. <laughs> Don't really have a least favorite. Maybe Lost Galaxy. Yeah, Lost Galaxy just looks so aesthetically out of place. Yeah. yeah. I think it really clashes because of the spandex suit underneath it with yeah. you know, the Charlie Brown Ranger stuff. <laughs> On Facebook, Tommy Brevard said, my favorite is the SPD Battleizer, a.k.a. the Battle Thong. Look at it. It looks cool, and it was in Decker Ranger versus Magi Ranger. Ken Glenn on Facebook says, Don't usually like the Battleizers. They mostly look clunky, cumbersome, and hokey. However, I did think the Samurai Mega Mode was gorgeous, as well as the Shogun Mode Battleizer, even if it was mainly for Zord footage and only used outside the Zords for the finale. Joshua Aaron Moore said, My favorite is the Battle Warrior armor used by the Red Time Force Ranger. Regardless of the fact that it arguably clashes more with the season's aesthetic more than any other battleizer before or since, haha. Red Dragon Fire Ranger is a close second for me. Love the color scheme of that one. Least favorite, the Red Sentinel Ranger, because I didn't know existed until this post encouraged me to refamiliarize myself with all these suits. What an awful season. <laughs> Before we go, I don't think we said which ones were our favorite and least yeah, favorite. Yeah, we missed or, over that part. My favorite is the Red Dragon Fire Ranger. It's amazing. My least, I really don't like. Yeah, Time Force, that was crap. I'm <laughs> sorry, this is crap. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've all heard my feelings by now. I do really enjoy the Dino Thunder one. I think the Triassic super-powered-up mode is, like I said, it's so over-the-top and goofy that I love it, with, again, Mystic Force probably being the superior quote-unquote choice. But that's my <laughs> second choice, so. And then least favorite. Oh, least favorite. Yeah, Lost Galaxy. That just, it looks weird, because it's this all-solid gray armor with a green jewel in the chest. Yeah. It doesn't fit the theme of Lost Galaxy at all. Mm -hmm. AP? My favorite aesthetically, like just the visuals, would probably be Samurai Shogun mode. I just think it looks really nice. Mm -hmm. But my favorite actual battleizer would probably be SPD Sonic mode. Nice. That was the right mode, right? Yeah, yeah. Not not the battle battle ball. Not the the thong (laughs) one. Okay, um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I, I, I really like that one. My least favorite, probably the in space battleizer. Yeah, because it's so <laughs> ugly. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> I'm sure when when you're a kid, you're like, oh my god, this is awesome, and then yeah. you look at it as a doll, no, you're like, like, I remember watching it when I was a kid and like and loving it, oh, and then okay. I went back and tried to like watch it when I was like older, and I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's a toy come to life. Stuff of nightmares. <laughs> Kevin, what about your favorite and least? All right, I'll give you my picks, and then I've got a real quick question for all of you. Oh, great. Um, so my favorite is Red Dragon Fire Ranger, and then my least would have to be just because I'm kind of on the bandwagon of I don't really count him as a red, and don't think he should have gotten a Battleizer Quantum Ranger. I was not a big fan of that character. Oh, just personally. Sorry. Uh, I know. No, it's okay. I'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so my question is, Uh since a lot of seasons haven't had a Badalizer, which season do you wish the Red Ranger had gotten a Badalizer? Ooh. I think I've got an answer for this right away. Turbo. Mm. Oh. I I could picture a really cool, like, hybrid 
Red Lightning Turbo Zord armor that he would like get, you know, something really cool, vehicle based. Like, ah, oh, it's like I, I wish I had some kind of creative talent that to design, because I would design turbo armor. Oh God, that's a really good one. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you what mine is. I would pick RPM. I loved that season, and I would have really loved to have seen because I feel like Scott didn't get much. You know, he got his Zords, but I feel I wish he had gotten that power up. Because the, the whole team didn't really get a power-up that season. I wish they had given him something. God, that's a good idea, too. Yeah. I kind of want to say Zeo, because oh, yeah. I feel you could do something cool with like all their shapes somehow. Yeah. And, and, the, and the Zeo crystal. Maybe yeah. like the Zeo crystal super enhances the Red Ranger. And mm-hmm. I feel like something cool could be done with that. Or maybe something involving the Gold Ranger powers. You know, just to pull a Chris. <laughs> Aesthetically, it might have been cool. Just to tie in the Zeo crystal somehow, just because that really didn't come into a factor after its introduction. This wasn't my favorite season, mm-hmm. or like maybe even my top choice for Wish they had a Battleizer. But I think that if um, Jungle Fury had like a proper Battleizer, that might have looked kind of neat. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, just to see what they came up with because that suit itself was just something different. Just seeing how they would be able to work with that yeah. and create something on top of that would have been I guess so, interesting. So <laughs> kind of like the Jungle Fury suit is already kind of like a blank slate so adding more yeah. to it would have been pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Like I can see, see that. What they, could, what they could do to like spice it up I guess. <laughs> yeah, especially with that uh, Jungle Master mode that would look really cool. Yeah. Oh off of that. Yeah, yeah, if it was based yes. on the master mode, that would have been yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, fan artists, get to work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving you the ideas. That can be our next contest. Create your own battleizer. Oh. You know what? Yeah. I just, I just, I just realized what a red turbo battleizer would look like. What? Common Rider Drive. <laughs> <laughs> It just, <laughs> it just has the tire. It, it has like it has red red turbo lightning. <laughs> That's your turbo battleizer right there. Is, oh my is god! Alive. I could I could Photoshop that. <laughs> do it. Do I'm it. I'm gonna do that. Do I'm gonna do that. Make, make that our yeah. episode art. That can be the episode yeah. art. Oh my god! Like take take a page out of Talking Toku and just make yes. a little picture that goes in the episode. Oh my god! I'm gonna create unique battleizers. I'm glad I have a week to edit this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail dot com or check us out at rangercommand.com. On social media, you can follow us on Twitter at RangerCommandPH or on Instagram and Facebook at RangerCommandPowerHour, all one word. Kevin, if people wanted to find you on social media, if you have any sites to plug or anything like that, now's the time. You can find me all over social media at KevinMRoland1 on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook. So hit me up. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you for being a Patreon supporter. We'll definitely have you on again. This has been a blast. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed it. All right, guys. Until next time, this is Ranger Command PH and start drawing some battleizers. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think we'll do a contest. We'll we'll do a contest. Yeah, that's a good idea. Make us stuff. Make (laughs) us stuff. Give us battleizers.
Ooh. Ooh. Ranger command make, battleizers. Make, no, make battleizers for each of our signature rangers, okay? Ooh. So make one for like oh, wow. Mighty Morphin Blue, Yellow Shadow Light Ranger. Speed, yeah. and Shadow Ranger, and then. Yeah. Well, I already know who Shadow Ranger's Battleizer because I've got the toy of it. <laughs> but I need Battleizer. Uh, yeah, wow. yeah. If you could do something not Rick based, uh, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, artist. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www. Dot .rangercommand.com Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph and like us on facebook.com slash rangercommandpowerhour This is Trekkie B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and you are listening to the Four Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month, and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks. This has been another proud production of the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You want to see more shows, go check out www.fouredradio.com, you winkers.